0: This episode of the Two Fit Crazies in a Microphone podcast is brought to you by TFC Productions.
1: Christine, what's the TFC stand for? Two Fit Crazies. Two Fit Crazy Productions? Yeah. Yeah, we produce in podcasts. So, um, you know, people always come up to us uh, and ask us how we can help them or, you know, what we can do. How did you get started in podcasting? What do I need? This and that. We got Let us coverage. help you. We Let got- us consult with you. We'll walk you through every step. Got you covered. And then from there, if you feel like recording and sending us the information, we'll produce it, we'll package it, we'll send it back to you nice with a bow on it, and uh, you just upload it yourself. we'll Uh, give you all those marketing tools and everything you need to do in the meantime. That's right. From the leaders in podcasting 101.
0: TFC Productions. So we're also brought to you by ContiFit.com, which is your virtual online fitness And wellness, you name it, you need it, we're here for you. And uh, make sure, check out the Let's Face It Together Facial Fitness and Rehabilitation Program, working with special populations
1: around the world. Get virtually certified today. Don't miss out. Also brought to you by High Five Health and Fitness. We've got virtual online health coaching uh, sessions with me, uh, my company, High Five Health and Fitness. Uh, All the information, highfivehealthandfitness.com.
0: It is Christine Conte. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at.
1: Brian. Uh-huh. What's it like homeschooling, like three kids? It's chaos. That's virtual school going. It's chaos. It would be nice if they were like all the screens looked like each other or like all the, you know, <laughs> if there was only one password for all of them. Or they paid attention. Well, they're all right. Ish. They've gotten, they were so conditioned last year, right? This year's a little bit different. Last year it was here's the work when you're done. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're finished, you're done for the day. Yeah. So they would be like, I'll start early. My kids are right. like they're like I'll start early, I'll get it all done and then I can go do whatever I want. That's what you're saying and last year that was the case because mm-hmm. there was a, there was only so much work issued each day. Now they've kinda it seems like at least they're getting into a situation where they have to log on at certain times mm-hmm. and there's periods, especially from my God. oldest. Yeah. So that they you know, they have like, you know, time to it. And it's like some things are put out during the day and they have to sit and listen to the live lectures. Um, you know, half the kids are in school here or in New Jersey. Half the kids are in school, half the kids are not. And so, mine far, are home. so far. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Christine is, is they're all home. So
0: yeah, it's it's uh it's we already be- started making up assignments for our kids like, <laughs> oh, you're not done. No, you have to there. You definitely have to do this. This was. Yeah. Mm-hmm, an extra whatever.
1: I asked all my kids separately if you know, how would they would how would they would like it to be. Mm-hmm. What they would prefer, what you know, how like, would you do? You like it the way it is now? Do you like it the way it was last mm-hmm. year? The way the, the way it was before everything happened how last year? you given year? these choices? No, so I just no, I just questions. no, I just ask them because I always like to hear what they yeah. think because they're 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 you know it's out of the mouth of babes sometimes you know and uh, they all of them separately said that they would much rather be in school five days yep. with all their friends uh-huh. yep they just want it to be like normal like yep. they're even with school starting when it's always a drag you know from summer being over but. They're like, they would all rather um, do it. And I think that a lot of that has to do with the scheduling and the time and the place and just having everything kind of in order mm-hmm. so that when they go and they do it, it's easy. Kind of like what our guest does for her clients. Mm,
0: look at that smooth introduction. All right. We have an amazing guest by the name of Jessica Mauer. Jessica is awesome. She's coming to us from Asheville, North Carolina, and her hand is in the pot everywhere, (laughs) all over the place. She's we always say, you know, Eman, Speedball Steve. Um, But she is amazing. She's smart. She has been all over the fitness industry working with different companies. She consults. Um, She works with a lot of people that we are great friends of the podcast.
1: She helps people people and businesses reach their full potential. And a lot of it's just about getting it all in line and getting it to work for you as opposed to against you. So make sure all your work is meaningful and in the sense that it's productive.
0: Right. And- I love Jessica just because she she will sit down and tell you, listen, do this, do this and walk you through what you actually need and a lot of this is technology, a lot of it is scheduling and you know for her she talks about you know your business is a highway system, and it's very intricate, but you also have to you know allow people to make choices and go where they want to go when they feel comfortable um and it's you know she said her passion in life is helping other people reach their potential, but she's got a lot of expertise in branding, so instead of just saying, you know, all right, what's your thing, How do you feel? This is like a okay." strap the boots on. Here's what we're going to do. And, and I think it's a, it's fantastic. So you're going to love her story of how she got into, um, you know, her whole journey. And we have a very common, uh, (laughs) common friend in, um, Trisha Murphy Madden, who she was Trisha Murphy back in the day. And, um, one of my, you know, one of my loves, um, urban striptease, which eventually became, you know, Conti's and, strip tease classes. Oh my gosh. And again, they're they're very G rated. maybe like maybe not. Like PG-13. Um but <laughs> we you know, it's a, it's really cool. You're going to have a you're going to have a fun listen today. Jessica's awesome and she does share a lot of great advice. I love it.
1: I love it too. Let's get to it. Jessica Mauer. Enjoy everybody. <laughs>
0: Christine Conti and I'm
1: Brian Prendergast and we are
0: two fit crazies. And the microphone, we are where it's at. Brian, how's it going?
1: It's going well, Conti. I just blew in here
0: like a bat out of hell. I'm gonna put a and you know what? We have such a good guest, and I was really excited today to talk to Jessica Mauer. How are you, Jessica? Oh my goodness! So, um, yeah, it's life is crazy, life is fun. I feel like I haven't seen Brian in like. at least least three days at least a couple days it's been a while (laughs) um and uh I love it I love it so Jessica what's cool is that I didn't really know Jessica for a while and then I had to facilitate like a social media panel and I'm like wow this girl's really cool I definitely want her on the show (laughs) because I'm you know I'm that person who's like wow that person's really cool I want to know them so Jessica happened to fall on the I want to know her
1: category. Oh, uh, the web.
0: <laughs> yeah, the web. Like a Conti's web stick out like you know, sticky, like pull people in. But but no, you are really awesome. And I was excited to, you know, to kind of know you um and do a couple different like webinars and you know sessions with you at conferences. And um and now I got you on the show. So this is really cool.
2: I'm super excited. Yeah, it was been really fun working with you for the past couple of months, and I was so excited to be on this podcast. So thanks for having me.
0: Of okay. course, of
1: course, of course. Where are you, Jessica? Where are you coming to us from?
2: Asheville, North Carolina.
1: Oh, it is not so bad in Asheville, North Carolina. That's a nice it, slice of land.
2: It is not terrible at
0: all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's have cra- you ever been there, Christine?
0: I have family that grew up in like the, like in North Carolina, and yeah. I want to yeah good. in like Asheville up in the mountains. Yeah, and then now they live outside of Atlanta in in Georgia. But yeah, it's like the, it's interesting because we were. My family's like, we've got the Long Island, New York, like New York people. <laughs> then there was family from my dad's side that was upstate New York. Cause we were like from Amsterdam, like legit They just came over by the Mayflower and kept lived flowing up, there. up the river. And then, um, and then my mom's side, like some of them moved South and it was like, we had all these weird, everyone had different accents, like different value. It was so bizarre. Like we, no one understood each other. Like we, like we just didn't. We like, couldn't relate. It's like we're con- from different planet. Country I
1: mean, mouse and city mouse. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like you guys are related. <laughs> Go to this wedding and play with each other, kids. And we were like, "Huh?" Like one's like, "Look at my, look at my, my big sow." You know, Sally. And I'm like, "That's a pig, right?" Okay. Um. All
1: right, All right Jessica. For, please explain to our listeners that Asheville, North Carolina, is not necessarily <laughs> like that great. accent. That to no, the great.
2: Asheville is really interesting because I actually moved here from Salt Lake city. We were looking for a Western city stuck in the Southeast and that's Asheville. Like it, it it is in the mountains, a little mountain town, a little mountain city rather, but it's just so full of dynamic culture and life and people of all diversities. And I I love it here. I
1: I think you nailed it. It's, you know, it's a, it's a Western town in, in in the East, you know, Southeast, it's beautiful.
0: I love there is a lot of culture, culture, like, Again, my family was so into the arts and painting and theater, and, like, that was their thing. That's my cousin, who's, like, the movie producer right, slash right, lawyer. Right, That's right. the Asheville in him, you know? <laughs> Asheville. So, oh, my gosh. So what's going on? So Salt Lake City to Asheville. All right. Mm-hmm. So now tell our listeners, actually, we should do this first. Um, we met at the SCW. I mean, I guess we were, like, placed together. Like, you two sit in that table. Like, that was us because we kind of have similar, similar, um, I guess, interests and what we do. Um, so tell everyone how you got to that, how you got to that SCW presenting fitness industry world.
2: Oh, well, that's a really long story. So let's see if I can, um, shorten it down. I know that my passion in life is helping other people reach their full potential And I found that my expertise was really in helping people and brands take their next step, whatever their next step is, whether that is creating more of a social media online life, whether that is building their brand from the bottom up, or if they've already have an established brand, trying to figure out what that next step is, what's that next product, what's that next program, and really tying it into their passion, their why, their reason for existence. And so I actually started off my career being a master trainer in teaching instructors how to be better. Teaching instructors how to be better became my uh, focus point in life of being able to take them to their next step and, and make them realize their potential as well. I got was lucky enough to begin working with Savvy Air Fitness and Mindy Milray and Trisha Murphy-Mad and Leslie Bender and their amazing programs over the last multiple years um actually started my career as urban striptease aerobics master trainer way back in the day with trisha murphy madden okay we need
0: and- to go back to this for a second <laughs> remind me because i taught a program cardio tees for 15 20 oh years based off of the first class i ever went to with trisha murphy madden in dcac's urban striptease that's all i have to say about that oh my god oh, yeah, i, I knew that not- you were i knew you were cool
2: Yeah. Right. We're sisters. This is totally sisters from other misters. Um, but Trisha was my, my first kind of mentor in, in the fitness industry with urban striptease. And from that gig, it just kind of blossomed and kept growing. And, I got to join amazing teams like with Bosu and Headstrom Fitness, with Liebert Fitness out of Canada. I've recently worked with other programs like FitSteps out of um, the UK and London. And it really all just kind of centers around helping other people reach their potentials. And the conferences were just kind of part of being um, in that line of, of work.
0: All right. So there are so many people out there that say, okay, you know what? I want to, I want to be a presenter and I want to be in the fitness industry, you know, and do fitness full-time. I would love to have this conversation right now because there's, I, I just think that there's this misconception of, you know, all right, I want to be fitness or fit Barbie or whatever, full-time. That's my full-time gig, but they don't realize that it's really the business of fitness that you need to be in and in order to even get yourself to put yourself in these positions you have to make the right connections and you know kind of put the time in and meet the right people and and I think that's something that's lost sometimes like if i'm just really pretty and energetic and fun I'm sure that I'll get accepted to a conference and I'm sure that I could be a master trainer. What, what are your thoughts on that?
2: I think it's diversification. So you can be the most amazing group fitness instructor on the planet. And if you don't bring any other things to the table, then you're just like every other amazing group fitness instructor on the planet. You have to be able to diversify yourself so that you stand out. What are you the expert in and how can you wear multiple hats? Being a group fitness instructor is one thing, but you need to also have other skills in your back pocket that you can pull out and use in order to help your business grow as well as help the business which you're working grow. So if you're interested in being a presenter, if you're interested in being a master trainer, be more than just a group fitness instructor, be more than just a fitness professional, educate yourself in some other line so that you're wearing multiple hats in your position. You're able to give two people by not just teaching, but being able to be a true educator and something that interests you, that you're good at, and that you can therefore boost your own self and the brand you're working for. A lot of times we get stuck in this idea that I only do one thing, but diversifying and being able to do multiple things is a huge asset in the fitness industry, especially if you want to make it a full-time career.
1: We, we had a guest on the show one time referred to it as a multi-potentialite Right. They can do just about anything you can, you know, or like a utility player, you know, you can show up and and, and, and somebody's going to have use for your value f- for you and you're going to have value for them just based on, like you said, just, you know, being someone, you know, very good at, at many things. It's a uh, it's a good you're, you're always a good person to have you're like a Swiss Army knife.
0: But then so so here's the thing as a so someone that like I'm going to play devil's advocate here because in one in one respect, you have to have you know, you have to be able to wear many hats. Right. But then other people say – like if you go to a coach or a mentor, like, well, what's your thing? You have to have a you thing. have to dial it what's in. What's yeah. your thing? You can't do you – know, I'm, I'm sorry. People say this all the time. Like, Christine, okay. All right. Stop, stop being distracted. Like your hands are in so many pots. Like what's your thing? Like what's the main thing? Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's interesting to say because, you know, we'll use dance for example. Like some people are like, I am just a dance instructor. And I want to take my career to the next level. And then they realize, wow, I think I also probably need to know this or I need to know marketing and I need to know business. And I, and all of a sudden it's like, you know, over the years and you've seen it, you know, all these programs and they could be great. They just fall on their face.
2: Yeah. I think that a big thing that's missing is foundation in your why of knowing why you're doing what you're doing. Why are you a fitness professional? And then allowing that Why? to be your branches of what you become and who you become and what your business builds out to be. If you don't know your why and what you're doing, what you're doing, you will squirrel out and to borrow a phrase from someone else, but you will become a idea monkey and every little shiny object will be the thing that you go for. (laughs) And you'll never fully kind of grasp that big shiny object. So foundational, find out your, why, what do you do? Why do you do it? And then you can really decide, okay, I know that I'm really good at um, helping instructors be better. What are some essential tools that I need to become the master of in order to be able to fulfill that why, instead of just being like, well, I'm going to learn all the things I'm going to teach all the formats. I'm going to do all of this. Um, Instead, figure out your main purpose, your, your passion in life, and then figure out what you need to be the master of in order to accomplish that why.
0: So how did you go from one, you know, what was your first, you said your first master trainer was what?
2: Urban striptease aerobics. Yeah, that was the
0: first. which it was fantastic. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I could talk, we can have a oh. whole episode about urban striptease and cardio tease i Oh my gosh. I've, that's for a separate, that's a totally <laughs> separate thing. Le, legit, I've taught classes and like bachelorette parties for women only um, for like 20 years, for real. And it's like, yeah. a sh- my mis- favorite was
2: divorce parties. Divorce- <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, okay. This is
0: a really good one. And we have to say this real fast. This group of, cause I never advertised like it was only like word of mouth. This mm-hmm. group of people, um, I first moved to the Jersey shore and somehow, you know, people like friends would hire me for like bachelor parties, things like that. Well, this group of people, like I guess they were from New York city, came down and had their own bachelor party at the Jersey shore on um, one of these like hotels or whatever and they asked me to do a class for them, like, on the beach, whatever, like, area on, like, a, I don't know, it was, like, a Saturday morning at, like, 9.30. The girls legit came out of their rooms, their hotel rooms, in, like, stilettos they and, ready, like, they panties. They were wasted. They were, like, smoking their cigarettes. I'm, like, oh, my god, <laughs> It was amazing. It was awesome. I mean, whatever. They just were trying to have a good time, but it was, you know, you never know sometimes like what people expect. I'm like, wow, look at those shoes, like sweetheart. You may want to put your drink down because I may break your ankle.
1: But so, divorce parties, wow. bachelorette parties. Yeah.
0: Okay. Anyhow, um, we'll we'll go with that another time. Um, so you you start doing this. How do you now? I mean, how does one even? What did you do? Go up to Trisha and be like, I want to do this.
2: Um, Yes, actually. (laughs) So it was one of Trisha's first times at SCW, um, uh, 2003, maybe I took the class. I kept moving up closer and closer to the stage as like my interest in it grew. Um, and by the end of it, I was like, I'm now your new stalker. Um, hi. (laughs) So, (laughs) but where my career actually came from was, was a necessity. I started teaching all different kinds of group fitness classes in various places around the city I was living in at the time, which was Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And I needed a way to accept money from my personal training clients and my group fitness um, people. And at the time, no one was really talking about websites and blogs and stores. Like it wasn't something that was really prevalent. So I sat down one weekend and taught myself how to build a website and attach a store and accept payments. Thank God for YouTube tutorials. Cause that was the only way I made it through. And I essentially built a website for myself that I could then accept payments for. That made it really easy for me to transition into the master trainer world, because I could take things off of the plate of the businesses who were like, we want to start, um, master, we want to send you out to be a master trainer, but we don't really have a way right now to accept money or to pay you. And I was like, ah, I got it. If you can market it and send them to my website, they can check out with me. And then I show up, teach the training. They've already paid me. There's, you know, um, there's less logistics being involved. So it really, that is where my career blossomed was kind of stepping into me and be, in seeing this void and saying, well, I can do this. And I taught myself how to do it. And and that really opened up a lot more doors for me.
0: It's the value. Mm-hmm. you You created value that people didn't even realize or now you're like, well, no, no, no. I got this. I solved this problem you didn't even know you had, and here's where we're gonna do it. This is exactly. I love this. And,
1: and as you said, you know your 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 mission and and your you know your work today is to help other businesses and people you know become maximize their potential and you know be better. And you're your first customer. <laughs> you know, you, yes, 100%. you I
2: really was. And uh, you know, I tell all of my my clients whatever you want to learn like it's out there <laughs> you can teach yourself you can find ways you can find the expert you can learn how to do it there's nothing there's no limitations now if you learn how to do it and you decide that you hate it then delegate it out and let somebody else do it um, but you know the knowledge is out there the education is out there
1: that that's exa- that's what we did with podcasting it was like all right we're gonna have a show now now what do we do okay yeah, right you sit down and and you know we bootstrap it and and just get some gear and and away we go, you know, and 200 episodes later, uh, you know, it's, it's worked out pretty well. We now help other people do it all for themselves. It's, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's been just like that, like you said, God bless YouTube videos, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: so what are you up to now? I mean, obviously for someone like Brian, you know, for someone like Brian and I, that's, I just talk for both of us. Um, <laughs> We're like one person. So, I mean, for us, we get it. It's, you know, all right, you're interested in fitness. We want to help people. But you really do have to stand out and it's funny because I just got this I just got uh, this um questionnaire thing sent in the mail today It was like we're gonna feature blah 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 but we want you to answer these three questions and the first one I looked at was you know why do you feel that your programs or you stand out from other people and it's interesting because even you know for 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 us and you know we're already out there we're already presenting you know it's interesting to sit back and have to really reflect like, well, well, what is the real reason? It's not just because, you know, we're such beautiful people that everyone just wants, you know, it's, I mean, part of it, you're you're
1: front of the room talent, Conti,
0: but it's, you know, there's more to it. There's, you know, anyone could, and I'm sitting here going, all right, well, you know what? It's the fact that you're relentless about things that you're consistent and that you've come up with something that is different it's not the same that everyone else is doing and it's hard to to say to someone even to coach or mentor and be like well just stand out just just invent something that's not invented
2: yet it, i mean how do you, what do you tell people uh, i think we'd all be millionaires if we all could like come up with that just invent something and, and stand out that's not what happens but i really do believe that everybody in every business is different enough where we were all able to fulfill the needs of the other people on the planet. So, there are, if you walk into a department store, it's full of different types of jeans. And it's jeans made by certain companies, but there's all these different styles. And that's because people fit into jeans differently and have different preferences and different styles and different needs and lengths and heights and all of the above. And in the fitness industry, you just have to remember that you are going to fit someone. You just have to go after that person that you are going to fit. You're not going to be for everyone and that's fine. Being okay with the fact that you are not gonna make everyone happy is something that we have to just deal with on a, on a human level as well as a business level. But knowing that there are gonna be those people out there that you do fit, that your mission fits, that you are able to really reach and connect with and pull along and, and have them you know, embrace you for your individuality. But individuality comes with knowing yourself and knowing your strengths and your weaknesses and knowing what you can do and how you can do it. And I think it comes back to that idea of what are you the expert in? What are you interested enough to be able to learn to be the expert in? And going back to your foundational reason of your passion, what gets you excited in the morning to wake up? What are you willing to do to accomplish your goals? And how are you going to get there? What knowledge are you going to collect along the way? What are you going to become the expert in so that you can go and find those people who fit your gene style?
0: We love it. As we talk about, you know, um our lovely uh Mr. Ross. <laughs> Jonathan, Jonathan
1: Ross? Jonathan Ross. I love that guy.
0: You know, he talks about the size seven shoes. Not everyone's a size seven. What do you what are you gonna do if you're a nine? Jam your foot into this and be uncomfortable <laughs> and, you know, miserable? No, absolutely not. You you find you go out and you seek the right pair of shoes or you just don't wear shoes. <laughs> so I really fuck
1: the you know, how much of that um I mean, look, it's a, it's it, it fits into both fitness and the business of fitness. So how much of that how much of those two worlds really translate with each other or, you know, communicate with each other? Is it, you know, you, you know, do you have to be um, super diverse in, in both or, you know, do you dial dial in the business uh, end of it more? Or do you, you know how do you how do you speak to people about that?
2: Um, that's a great <laughs> question. I, I find that I get in trouble when I talk on this topic a little bit. I don't want to come off negative whatsoever, but at some point your body is no longer going to be able to teach 32 classes a week. Like we get into fitness. We're super excited. When we first start, we collect all the specialty certifications. We teach all the classes. And then eventually you wake up one day and you're like, I'm really tired. And my knees are (laughs) shot. (laughs) My, my adrenals are tired. You have to have an exit strategy. Right. And if you love the fitness industry and you love teaching and you really love empowering people through movement, you need to have a goal where you're like, I can sustain this when I'm 82. And if you, it's teaching 32 classes a week is what you're really excited about doing right now, just know that you're not going to be able to sustain that for long term. So what is your exit strategy? Where What are you working towards so that you know you're still fulfilling everything that you want to do when you're 82? And it's not a job. It's just a passion. And it's something that you're loving to do. And you can retire and sit on the beach and still answer an email or two and be really passionate about what you're, you're talking about on that email. But I think as fitness professionals, we really need to come to the terms and, and realize that we need to have more strategies than just teach more classes
1: i love that it's the truth and it's you know very much where i know i'm at uh you know i don't there's there's a shelf life to me you know jumping around and teaching classes and and doing all these things i mean i'll always coach runners uh there's no doubt about that uh you know until i am 82 or 92 or 102 i think that that's always going to be in the cards but yeah, yeah you're exactly right you know what is what does the rest of it look like
2: Mm-hmm, I'm curious. And what does it look like when you're injured like that's enough right. that was my big waking up moment I think it was my mid-20s of waking up and being like oh my gosh if I get injured or I get sick all of my income is gone because mm-hmm. I'm tied to these physical show up teach classes and what can I do in order to you know sustain my life Love while
1: let me ask you this. How, how does that play into what we've just had recently or still having with COVID? I mean, there are, there are some one trick ponies that all they're doing is teaching classes and all of a sudden those are, they went away. Um, you Absolutely.
2: Know, so- and so for the last couple of years, I've really been lecturing a lot of these conferences about the fact that your business is a highway system and you need multiple ways to get on and off the highway and it, it needs to be at the consumer's own pace, own rate. They get to choose their path. They get to choose their map in and out of your life. And if you only have one thing of show up in spandex at this time and sweat with me, they have no other way of getting to you. And I think COVID was the greatest way of like showing to our fitness professionals of you need other ways to fulfill your purpose and to fulfill your passion. And it can't just be, give me your hour in your spandex getting sweaty. You need other ways of touching people. (laughs)
0: I loved. All right, so Jessica and I were on a the last webinar. What was it? Last week, um, and it's interesting. They were they were going around, and some of us are more, I guess you know, with media and you know the business side of it, and you know I I obviously come from a lot of teaching and a lot mm-hmm. of you know fitness. I guess that was that was what I did. I taught fitness classes and for companies and master train. Um, But obviously I had other careers. That was like my part-time, you know, side hustle thing. Mm -hmm. And I always remember sitting back and saying, you know, this is my passion. This is my goal. I want to do this full-time. But I also saw the limitations. You know, I'm someone who has rheumatoid arthritis who doesn't know. I can't be up there pounding my knees and my ankles and everything anymore. It's it's not realistic. And I remember, you know, kind of sitting back going, all right, well – I see these people in the industry that are, you know, that are older and we were on a panel and the question, you know, for Jessica and I was like, you know, what's going on with your classes and your teaching? And and I remember my answer was like, well, I don't really teach classes anymore. <laughs> did you, did you hear that?
2: Yeah. Um, I, I do actually own a franchise here in yeah. Asheville, Fit for Mom Asheville and right. I teach classes, um, but it's on my
0: terms. Right. That's what I mean. Like I'm not teaching five classes a day or, you know, 25 classes a week or it's, it's just different. Um, And I think I remember when that, you know, when I answered that question, I'm like, wow, do I sound like a jerk? Like, (laughs) do I sound like an idiot or are they offended? I'm like, well, I just don't really teach classes anymore. That's not really, you know, I, I do some things here and there. I said, but I'm more in the business and the marketing side and, Writing curriculum and it's the other side of of this, which I think people need to know.
1: I, I don't know. I've, Most people don't get into fitness; they get into it because they like to work out themselves. Me too. Right? Yeah, absolutely no. And 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 again, you know, it, it's like then then it, it becomes whether it's you know out of necessity or, or not. Um, you, you know, it becomes something else. It has to become something else because. Sometimes if you just get into it because you like working out, then sooner or later, it's going to get in the way of you working out and you're not going to like it, (laughs) Um, right?
2: Absolutely. Or you're going to come up to a roadblock and you don't know how to get around it of of being burnt out, of injuries, of traveling, of life, of family. There's so many things that will stop you from being at an in-person class. So, you know, you have to find your way around that.
0: So what took you now from, all right, I just... Like YouTube myself a website and now I'm, you know, working with these other companies. Take us through that. How did that, it, was it just, you know, now you put yourself out there and people knew what you were doing and, you know, did you force yourself to be known or were people looking for you? What happened now?
2: Uh, it was a little mix of both. I think that if people were looking for master trainers, I, I kind of came up at the time where conferences were reaching their peak. And so people were looking for more master trainers to go out and hustle on the weekends and sell these follow-up, um, pre-cons, if you will, or post-cons, to the certifications to the conference. So if SEW goes into Atlanta, you know, they really want to make sure that six weeks later, there is another training. So they got a little taste at the conference and then they come actually get certified the weekend after. And I was a hustler. I was ready to travel wherever you wanted me to go. I had a suitcase packed full of clothes and, you know, pieces of equipment. And I was willing to go anywhere and everywhere and, um, and really, you know, get my feet wet in this industry of teaching instructors how to be better. What I quickly learned, and it was interesting that you brought up your rheumatoid arthritis. I was diagnosed with an atypical autoimmune disorder. And that was when I kind of woke up and was like, I'm not going to be able to do this forever I can't teach all these classes and then travel on the weekends as a hustler. I need to be able to offer more. Um, And that is where I really started to dive more into the technology aspect of it. The the behind-the-scenes processes and programs and ways that you can make your life simpler so that you are able to create a streamlined system that's automated or delegated. And you can go and then focus on the rest of your life and not be in the depth of it the entire time. In doing that, I really realized that I had a a gift in being able to work one-on-one with uh, future master trainers or instructors and companies and be able to help them learn what system that they needed to use in order to take that next step forward. So I think I came at a time where people were looking for me and then I decided this is something I really want to do. I just have to figure out how to do it that fits my lifestyle.
0: And that is what really, I guess, thinking about, all right, I love this. I love fitness. And now saying, all right, I think that's what makes, you know, someone like you really stand out because you get it. You get the fact that there's more, there's more to this and there's a shelf life for many people you know, in the fitness industry, because we talk to people all over the world and it's like, what's going on? Why don't people get it, it with like being (laughs) fit and working out. And it's, you know, people see fitness as being sexy and, you know, you've got to look a certain way and do a certain thing. And, and it's really, you know, I've seen it in the conferences. It's just, it's not like that anymore. And I, I hope that it never goes back to that. There's still, you know, there's still that, that idea that floats there, the Instagrams and their, you know, bikinis and and whatnot. And you're like, what? And that's not realistic. And definitely for, you know, I've heard some conversations I remember at conferences all over the place. And I remember, you know, listening to people saying, Oh, I teach like 30 classes per week or I do this. And meanwhile, I'm like, okay, I'm like, you're definitely older than I am. You've been in the industry for how long? And I'm like, and, and I remember thinking like, wow, I really look up to some of these people. And yet the reality is there's almost like, you know, a slave to their classes. And it was, I think it was eye opening because I'm like, that's not what I want. And Mm -hmm. well, how do I make that happen? And it's now, all right, well, how do I, what do I want to do differently so that I don't wind up like that? Um, And it's almost like thinking like, well, you know, here's what works for one person. What could I do that that's a little bit different? Um, what I did want to ask you is when you do present sessions and workshops, what are your main topics that you normally talk about?
2: Um, I talk a lot about the, the tech side of things. So I spent a lot of time talking about social media, but not necessarily in how to create content, but rather, okay, you have content, now what do you do with it? How do you store it? How do you repurpose it? How do you, you know, logistically write a blog and then spread out that content for many months so that you're not constantly spinning your wheels. I am all about trying to figure out as many different entry points into the business as possible so that the mom who's up breastfeeding at 2 a.m. can find the group fitness instructor that she needs and be able to, you know, or a personal trainer and be able to integrate themselves into the business even at 2 a.m. in the morning. I think that I spend a lot of time lecturing at conferences and, and teaching people about ways to create systems so that they're not constantly working and they're able to create something magical and spread it out for a long period of time. Instead of creating something magical, posting it and then letting it disappear, how can we grow legs? How can we stretch it? How can we make sure that the majority of the people see it? And that doesn't necessarily mean posting on as many platforms as possible. That means like, what's the long game of the content that you have? How can we spread it? How can we manipulate it to, to have a longer shelf life and to be able to say, all right, I'm sitting down and I'm creating this, but I'm going to be using this for the next 12 months. And I do that a lot with um, talking about creating class constructs. like how can you create your own class programming or education or curriculum, and then plug and play? So you create the structure, you create the skeleton now, you can then insert all of the pieces that you need. So it always feels different, but you're not actually having to do any work other than plug and play. And I do that for creating your business and your brand online, as well as teaching your classes in person.
1: That is, it's huge because, you know, a lot of times you do, you do all the work and then you, you know, you, you put something out there and, and you know, if it doesn't catch on right away, it you know tends to go away i mean we even see it with with yeah, podcast right? episodes like we have a great guest on but it's 10 episodes ago and and no one's listening to that now cuz they're now onto the one that that that's current um, or they you know they look at their feed and it, do- it doesn't hit their screen yet because it's five six episodes ago. It's, it's you have to scroll down for it. Meanwhile they're missing out you know on something that's great they're, I mean they're all great right Christine mm-hmm. but um, you know but you know it's just kind of hard to kind of keep that fresh so what, what what is an idea or a tip that um, that you do? How do you do it is it, is it you know a hoot suite or uh, something like that to kind of make sure that it gets spread around or time release or what
2: Yeah, I use a system called Trello, which is a, it's a free service that you can access via your computer or your phone, but it's a way that you can systematically build out your social media or blog life or workout life, whatever you need to visually kind of essentially project manage the content you've created. So you can say, all right, I'm going to build a board. That's going to be every month of the year. And then within each of the months, I'm going to put weeks and then I'm going to plug in content. And in that way, I can look at January, plug in a piece of content, like, for example, going back and reflecting on one of your podcasts and being like, hey, you guys remember this amazing quote? It's on episode number three. And then I can copy that and post it again in June and maybe change the quote or maybe add a different quote, but then I can systematically look at it in a visual way and say, okay, I'm posting about this episode in January. I'm going to remind everybody about it again in April. I'm going to remind everybody about it again in August. And I have it all kind of laid out. And that way, when the month comes, I can pull it up and see what content I need to go back and reshare or give life to, or, you know, be able to, to spread out even more. I think that having a a system in place too, of like, I know on Mondays, what I'm going to post, it's going to be always about uh, meatless Monday recipes. And Tuesday is going to be about takeaway Tuesday. And Wednesday is going to be workout Wednesday. If you can create a system where you know exactly what content you're going to post on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, it's even easier to then just plug and play and be like, I know on Wednesdays I always share a workout. So I'm going to share a workout from blog one, blog two, blog three, and blog four. And I'm going to repeat that for the next three months. And I'm so that way I'm always showing a different exercise, but it's always referring people back to the blog that I wrote three months ago. And so they're always seeing new, new content, but it refers them back to old content, which they may not have paid attention to the first time they saw it.
1: How did you come up with this system? It's fascinating.
2: (laughs) Um, I really think that it was a way for me to um, help Uh, people not feel so chaotic and scattered on social media, because if you use social media as a reactive place, it becomes highly emotional and you risk the, the point of, um, not staying true to your mission and to your brand and to your values, because instead of thinking it through and being strategic, you, you just instantly post something that's great for personal, That's not great for a business for a business. You need to know the strategy behind what you're posting and the strategy behind it is how can you touch as many people as possible in a way that relates to your foundation as a business or a foundation as a person. And the easiest thing that I could think of was just creating a very systematic calendar where it's plug and play. And that's the way my brain works (laughs) is, is create a grid and then plug in the details afterwards.
0: Now, do you do all your social media yourself?
2: I do. I do all of my social media myself. And then I also, I currently I'm not acting as anyone online. I have done that in the past. What I tend to do is come in and create the structure, create the skeleton, create that plug and play system, and then let them build out what they need. And I can come back in and look and say, okay, this is what's working really well. This is not working really well. Here's what you should continue with next week. Here's what you should continue with next month, or crash it all, burn it, nothing's working, let's try again.
0: So, who are you working with?
2: I work with One Day to Wellness, which is a nonprofit organization owned by Bruce and Mindy Milray. And you guys have had on your show before.
0: Um, love I love them.
2: Their, yeah, I love them. I'm their online manager. I'm the and between Bruce and Mindy, is what we, <laughs> we used to say prior to them changing the name to One Day to Wellness. Um, so, I take care of One Day to Wellness and Mindy Milray. Um, online. I've also worked in the past with everyone from uh, Headstrom Fitness and Bosu Fitness. I've done Fit Steps over in the UK. I worked with Kelly Roberts and Josh Crosby. Um, I've done a lot of um, smaller boutique studios as well and specific brands like Superflex Bands from Florida um, and uh, really helping them find their own voice because my goal is always to come in and help and then they should be able to walk on their own after. So I come in, I help establish, and then they, they have their legs underneath them. They can continue with, with what's being established and I don't have to be there to hold their hand anymore until it's time to realize what else is happening. I also work with um, Nathalie Lacombe from, um, from Canada and I more oversee her online management system. And then, cause she's really amazing on social. She takes the social and kind of runs with it with this idea that we lay out each week of what we're focusing on.
1: Love her too. Yes. Yeah, no, you, can, you you're in we're, good you're in good company. We're spiderwebs here. <laughs> we're all
0: a part of this web. Yeah. It, is,
1: it is fun, isn't I it? I told
0: you Jessica was no, awesome. No, I know
1: and I put two and two together. See? Yeah.
0: Got it. Okay. We're all we're all a part of this, you know, kind of crazy world. It's just that Like, Jessica, I didn't get to, you know, I didn't get to really meet her. She was all behind the scenes, living around, like, doing all these, you know, magical things for everybody. And, um, wait, tell. Now, this is great because you you see this. Can
1: you help Christine? I totally need this.
0: I'm that person who's, like, trying to juggle 3,000 things.
1: Can you get her here on time for the 3 o'clock podcast? I was
0: teaching a fall prevention class. I know, I know. Like that know. was and I tried to get and then I got stuck in the lights. It was whatever.
1: You and know. Yada yada yada. And blah, 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 blah. don't fall. Okay. Okay good. See
0: okay. good. Drink water. I um oh my gosh, yeah. So um I just I I think it's such an amazing um just the idea of what goes into actually being successful or I don't know what successful means anymore. I really don't. I think success really means happy and able to pay your bills is what I'm, is what I've kind of come to the realization. (laughs) Um, But there's so much that goes into the marketing and the branding and the social media and on and on and on that I don't think. Any, I mean, you and I definitely didn't realize what we were getting into oh, no, when I was like,
1: "Let's do a podcast." And, like, and look, it's a part of it that like was never. There. It's I always say it's like my cell phone bill. Like, I never had one before, right? So, you know, and now it's an expense that is just in. You know, it's always there, and I never had one before. And and the time that you spend on things like social media. It was never, there. was never, it was never there. Even when it was there, it was just like personal stuff and it's just grown. Like how much has it changed? I mean, obviously it's got to change it a lot. How much did it change your world your your approach, Jessica?
2: Oh, completely. Because it opened up so many different ways for you to be able to connect with people. No longer was it somebody that could drive to your studio or drive to your class. You suddenly could be able to touch the world. And that just expanded how many eyes were on you as a business or you as a fitness professional And it allowed for fitness professionals to be able to touch people who they never would have been able to before. It really allowed for a spider web to kind of go out and and connect as many different people as possible. I think that social media and and creating a brand marketing strategy, it, it can seem overwhelming for people who are starting out but once they've got it under their system they realize how many more people they're positively influencing every day and that i mean that's our ultimate goal right is to come in and encourage people through uh wellness and movement and living a healthier lifestyle and by reaching more people you're able to influence more people
1: absolutely how about the dark side of social media and and, and things like that How I, I mean there is there are times where i, where I you know I, I do i do want to just throw it away and move to Asheville. Um, but, <laughs> you, you know, like, like... I hear there's good running. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, that there is... I wonder how much of it... I, I think there's a fine line between how much of it is necessary, how much of it is the spinning the wheels that you said. So I guess that's the point. You know, you make it effective. Every single piece has got purpose, uh, it, it, you know, as to where it goes and, how, how, when and when it goes. And that, you know, would make it all purposeful whereas sometimes i feel like you know it's just like uh you know the, the same person who's commenting on it over and over again um but you get what i'm saying
2: yeah it becomes a time suck right like you just you get on there and you you wonder okay what am i going to post or you scroll forever and you waste time in in this scrolling um endlessly and if you go into it though and you know why you're posting and what you're posting and and maybe you've even made it, you know, the week prior or the month prior, and you're really just kind of getting in and getting out. Um, And then you can go back and focus on connections and community building. If you just go in there and you're kind of like haphazardly posting and you're not sure what you're posting about or why you're posting, you're more focused on the content you're putting out and not the connection you're putting out. So if you can sit down outside of your social media time and create your content then when you get onto social media, you can follow up and comment and build your community and build your camaraderie on your, your target market. And you're not so worried about, oh my God, I got to film this video. What's my caption going to be? How many hashtags i going to use? You've thought about all of that before. Now you're copying and pasting, and now you can actually go in and spend time answering questions, answering communications. And you're not, um, you know, spinning your wheels of, oh my gosh, what am I going to do now?
0: We have not spoken yet about the the classes that you teach and what you're doing. Yeah, fit yeah, for I know.
2: Yeah, talk about fitness. <laughs> Let's get into this. What what are you up to, and how would you get into that? So I am currently the uh, senior director of instructor development at Fit for Mom, which is this amazing company that empowers women to make their own business, create their own franchise of Fit for Mom, and be able to go out and teach other like-minded individuals, other moms, whether that's prenatal or postnatal. And so we have a lot of different programs, which allows moms to take this customer journey with us, to start with us prenatally and go through immediately coming postnatal and then going into, okay, now my kid's in preschool. Okay, now my kid's in school and they can really just build a community of other people who understand the craziness that comes along with being a mom. (laughs) And um, it's it's a safe place for moms to be able to go and work out and all of the fitness classes are really directed specifically towards that market. So I am in charge of facilitating that experience and encouraging our instructors to become even better instructors. So moms want to find Fit for Mom and stay with Fit for Mom because of the amazing experience that we're providing, not just the amazing community. Of other like-minded moms. So I I got involved with Fit for Mom and then I really just went head over heels and loved it and bought my own franchise. And so I not only teach the instructors how to instruct, but I also lead normal everyday moms in uh, lifestyle changing and exercise changing thoughts and processes in, in our classes. And so I get a little bit of both. I get to work with the fitness professionals as my like full-time gig. And I get to work with the, uh, the moms in my, in my side hustle, as you put it, we call it the Asheville hustle here. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Tell me what, what's a typical day like for you then? Cause now you've got, you've got the franchise, you've got, the no, best, I you got, was like, going to say you're busy. Is it, do you just make time for like, <laughs> all right, this is my time for social media. This is my time for this. I,
2: I mean, Yeah, absolutely. I schedule things out. And I know it might seem a little um, OCD. (laughs) It's not. But I I sit down and say, "Okay, I know that from 930 to 1030, I'm going to be teaching my my Asheville class. And then afterwards, I know that I have I focus on my clients from 11 to 12 each day, my my individual clients of um, those who I'm helping consult with. And from noon until five, I'm in fit for mom headquarter world. And this is the way that I schedule it out. And so I'm, I'm not set so strictly on those actual parameters, but that's how a day kind of works out is it, it starts knowing where I need to be, what I need to be focused on and trying to stick to a a compartment in which my current focus is, is living at the time.
0: And now, what's free time look like?
2: Oh, free time, free time's fun. Um, so I'm, I, my friends make fun of me because I'm a grandma when it comes to my hobbies. I'm a big uh, fan of knitting and cross stitching. As crazy as that sounds, um, my my husband and my son and I are avid hikers. Living in Asheville, we have some of the most amazing uh, hikes around. Really close to the Appalachian Trail, so we spend a lot of time out there. Um, we recently all bought mountain bikes, so we've been out nice. exploring the trails that we know and love, but in a different way. Um, and then I'm a, I'm also really big into reading. I'm I'm an avid reader. I like science fiction and fantasy novels, and so I, I spend a lot of my time reading. Really large thick books about dragons
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's cool that's fantastic I, you know what i often think like i i honestly wouldn't trade my life with too many people like there's like two on the planet and <laughs> and you're 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 like you're getting closer jessica i can, <laughs> I, can I can knit i can hike i can read you about know, dragons read about well read, you know read something and yeah. and be in Asheville and you know work with the moms and, and work with some stuff yeah it's all good the other two are like like David Beckham and Snoop Dogg, so you're in. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> you're in good company. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Those
0: are definitely interesting choices. I wouldn't
1: trade my life with too many, but D- Beckham and Snoop Dogg are in the running. Yeah, well, you know, they live good lives. (laughs) Yeah, they do.
0: It's true. Soup Dog is just on the new Corona commercial. And I'm like, "Mm, how much money did they pay him to say the word Corona? (laughs) That's all I have to, that's all I think about when I see that. I'm like, hmm, interesting. Oh my goodness. (laughs) So tell us now what, um, what's going on? What do you have planned? I know the world is crazy and we're all like living day by day sometimes, but what's, uh, what's going on? What do you have planned for? Aside from all of us staying safe and making it through the end of this year, um, what's going on this year? Any uh, future exciting things coming up?
2: I, I think that definitely making it to the end of <laughs> this year is a focus point at this, at this stage. Um, I am actually, I, I took some time to really step away from consulting and, and focus more on the businesses that I had going. And through the rest of the year, I've actually kind of opened back up to, to taking on new clientele, bringing on new businesses, I'm really getting more into the coming into a business for a a short period of time to help them structure and to build things and then backing back out. So like coming in, figuring out what the issue is, giving them the solution, teaching them how to go forward with the solution and then backing out again. Um, I think that that is one of the areas where I really uh, thrive. And so I'm, I'm opening myself back up to that. I'm putting that back out in the world that <laughs> I'm, I'm heading back in that direction a little bit more.
0: Nice. Tell everybody in all of our listeners around the world, how did they get in touch with you for that?
2: Yeah. So you can find me at Jessica H Mauer in as in mother, a U R E R at gmail.com. I'm also at J H M And that is also my tag on Instagram and, Um, You can find me on Facebook as well. So at JHM Fitness is is where I'm at. You can also follow me for at Fit for Mom Asheville to find out what's happening over there as well. Spell Fit for Mom for everybody. So it's F-I-T, the number four, and M-O-M. So Fit for Mom.
0: That was important. I know. I always remember seeing that and being like, it's the number four. Number four. number four. Number four. I don't know what the if you spell it out what it goes to, but it's definitely not you. So no, and and
1: uh, listen, all those other great resources that you mentioned—you know, the One Day to Wellness and, and oh all these yeah. things—like get on it. It's just fascinating, you know. Just a lot of information out there that uh, that you have your hands in.
2: Yeah, One Day to Wellness is definitely—if um, you haven't checked it out already—like give them a shameless plug here and you know, go go see what Bruce and Mindy are doing. They're changing lives. See
0: that's. Brian and I talked about like we should get a Too Fit Crazy van <laughs> and like put our our obnoxious like um, logo on the faces. side of it, like our big faces, and drive around and just you know do interviews all over the world. I don't
1: know if they're ready for us content. I don't
0: either. I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not ready for myself when I get I up in the morning. <laughs> uh, that's that was me. That was me backing out nicely. Uh, I'm not ready for you in the that's morning true. either. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. <laughs> yep, and there you have it. So, there's that. You just wait. You just wait. My birthday's coming up again in like December, and you just I got I don't know what kind God,
1: of crazy well, stuff I'm going to make you do. Last year for her birthday, we ran 40 miles cuz she turned 40. Ooh. Yeah, around her block, I might add. Oh. <laughs> yeah.
0: It was like it was like a half mile. Uh,
1: you know what? That's funny you say that, but Why? I'm gonna be in Asheville crocheting that weekend. No, you're so not. I'm That's sorry. right. I'm <laughs> sorry, I'm not around. You
0: are definitely not. We didn't die last we didn't die on my birthday last year. We're not gonna die this year. We're good. All, right. all good. Oh my gosh. Just you are fantastic and I'm so excited that our paths crossed and we got you uh we got you on the show to pump you to all of our listeners all over the world and uh I'm excited for you. You're like, seriously, you're like killing it.
2: Oh, well, thank you guys. <laughs> I appreciate all the compliments. And Brian, if you want to come learn how to knit, you can come sit on my backboard.
1: <laughs> I got YouTube, but yes, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, make it work. I would, thank I would love it. I think like I said, that's one of my favorite um, places uh, in this country. So, uh, it's, uh, I'll be there some, well, someday again, I'm sure
0: <laughs> you can run there. We can do it. We can run.
1: For your birthday. Anna. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. All right,
0: Jessica, <laughs> you are fantastic, and we thank you so much. And with that said, it is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.